It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden Knights hockey. Ah, yes, we've got it here at SAP Center at San Jose. And Drew, it always brings out the best, it seems, in both teams. I think we're going to get a great game tonight. I think we are, too. David Quinn talked about it this morning with us when he mentioned the fact that the Sharks, even though they... The, the heady days when they were both tops of the Pacific Division, the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights, those days are not here with us right now, but the Sharks have still played the Vegas Golden Knights very hard and very well. Uh, last game was a bitter one to swallow in, in Vegas, but the something you've talked about in the last broadcast, that when the Sharks are looking at their opponents coming up on these, on these last few games, that all their opponents are fighting for something. With the exception of Arizona, they were all fighting for a spot. And Vegas has got a lot on the line tonight because they're trying to remain in the first place in the Pacific Division. And it's tight with LA and Edmonton going now. So this will be a game that will be fun. This will be a game that uh, always brings out some energy and I think the best in play for the, for the Sharks. Well, I agree with you 100%. You know what? Everybody talking about how the Pacific Division is the weak sister in the NHL and how the Western Conference is terrible and the Eastern Conference is great. Check it out. Nobody's clinched a playoff spot in the Western Conference yet. And in the Eastern Conference, you've got five teams kind of jumping ahead of everybody else. I don't know what that's a sign of, but I'm looking at the way that the Pacific Division is shaken out. And first place means a lot to Vegas because that's home ice advantage against L.A. or Edmonton or Seattle or whoever they play. They need to have that. Home ice is interesting nowadays. I mean, it used to be such a big thing, right? I mean, home ice used to be huge. When you look at the way Vegas plays and what that does for, for Vegas, that... that, um, that fan base, the emotion, Sharks fans can relate. Right? It's, this is the same thing here. Same thing, without a doubt. It's, it, that energy is way different, and that team doesn't play way different. They're a good, really good hockey team, but they have that energy level right off the bat in, in Vegas that, that makes you a little bit intimidated going into that building. Well, we're at Game 75 this year, and that's a feeling that I want to see come back to SAP Center again. I was watching Dean Evason go wild on the bench last night with Minnesota playing Colorado, and that, of course, brings a smile to my face. But I was watching that game, Drew, and it gave me an idea of how much work has to be done to get to that point. Do you get that feeling, too? Yeah, absolutely. Those are two elite teams. Last night, Minnesota Wild, Colorado Avalanche was an outstanding hockey game, a lot of fun to watch. But the one thing that you notice that there are no gaps in the lineup, right? There's no drop off from one line to the next elite teams good teams great teams and again we can relate because we had that in the past here in san jose the it it is a system where you don't have a minute to rest out on the ice sharks used to be that but also looks at you look at it from the san jose sharks point of view they're looking at that those games as well the bosses and the coaches and they're going yep you have to be realistic of where you are 
you have to be realistic about your personnel. You have to make some harsh judgments. Sometimes not unkind, but very cutting when it comes to this is where we have to go and how many of you are going to be here at the end. David Quinn, though, did mention, and I still like this when he talked about a few games ago, is they also want people who want to be here. You want volunteers, not hostages, right? You want guys who are going to put up their hand and say, yeah, I want to be part of this. And maybe coming into this game tonight, maybe Henry Thrun is you know, one of those guys that says, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Thomas Bortolo, one of those guys that says, I want to be a part of this. Um, Peterson, I mean, you look at all the guys that are here and the young guys in this changeover that we've got coming late in the season, which happens on a team that's not going to make the playoffs. You want to see if they want to, they're putting up their hand or stepping forward and saying, yep, I want to be part of the solution. I think that's probably the most important part of the final seven games of the season, to find out who is putting maybe both hands up to say, get me in there, put me in, coach. I don't want to play for another team. I want to be with the San Jose Sharks. And that's part of the process that every team goes through, I notice, when they're building to get back to where they need to be. I mean, the Sharks have been great for 20 years, one of the elite clubs in the league. And now they're trying to reassemble some of that. They've got, you know, 20 NHL players dressed every single night. The question is, how does it all fit together? And that's what Mike Greer is starting to go through the process of right now. He's doing that with his amateur scouting staff and analyzing who the best picks are in the draft. I know for a fact that they all have been to see Connor Bedard play a lot, but they've also been to see Adam Fantilli play a lot, most recently in the NCAA playoffs in Allentown. And that's going to continue. But remember that they're not just looking at one or two players. They're looking at everybody because they're going to be, for instance, in the NCAAs, there are going to be more college free agents that are going to be available as they're eliminated. And so it's going to be interesting to see if the Sharks target any of those guys to try to bring them into the organization. The thing is, if you look at the San Jose Sharks right now, there's nobody in the 2018-2019 draft right. that are playing for the San Jose Sharks. Only one guy in the 2020 draft, I, I do believe, that is with the San Jose Sharks organization. Ozzy Weisblatt. Exactly. That needs to be cured. That needs to be fixed. So if you're looking, if you're the San Jose Sharks right now, management, hockey, hockey operations, you're looking big picture and you're thinking, okay, in four years, five years, we can't have this again where nobody from the 2023 draft is playing in our organization. So what you have to have is you have to... Or, their goal would be four or five guys, three or four or five guys that they draft in these next couple of years will end up being full-time San Jose Shark members like Mark Edward Vlasic, like Logan Kutcher, like Tomas Hurdle, the guys that have been here for a while. You need that core, that base to start building your foundation. But also, they need to be homegrown. They need to be sharks. I mean, Mark Edward Vlasic, Logan Couture, they're sharks, and they've been developed by the team. That's another emotional process that gets you bound to the whole project here. And it's kind of interesting. You talk about all of the, the drafts that the Sharks haven't had success in. That's really a first for San Jose over the course of a 32-year history that they've not really managed to get anybody out of, of those drafts. I mean, you could say Martin Kaut has gotten here in part because Ryan Merkley has departed. That's right. one example of it, right? So okay. Martin Kaut's yeah. here, but he's you know he's a guy that still has to prove himself, even, even though he was a first-round draft pick as Merkley was. But I'm looking also at... You've got Philip Beestead, who's who had a really good World Junior tournament. 
You've got um, Havilid, who's a defenseman that has had some injury problems, but he's highly regarded. And Cam Lund at Northeastern is another one. That Those are at least three players you can have some hope for in the last two drafts. So, you know, you're looking three years ahead. You get a top pick this year. You get a couple of those guys. On average, you want to say, if you have a draft and you have seven players that you draft, if you hit on three of them, you've really done well. Your light's out if you hit on three of them. They come out and play for your organization. The draft's a crapshoot. Like, let's be serious. When you look at all the guys that were drafted in the National High League over the years and see how many guys actually made it to the NHL or are bona fide NHLers. Really small. Really small. You know, it's it's not an exact science when it comes to scouting and scouting players and understanding. But that's one of the other things that you look at with the Sharks and what Mike has done and they've, what they've done with the changeover and coaching with the San Jose Barracuda. And, and how much effort and emphasis and resources they put into the Barracuda, that's the other aspect of it. You know, we're talking, you mentioned Darren Helm today. Darren Helm from the Detroit Red Wings, two-time Stanley Cup winner. Well, the Detroit Red Wings had the benefit of being the Detroit Red Wings, but they, they get Helm in their organization. He helps them win a cup, and he starts the next year in Adirondack for, the, for their farm team and didn't come back up till the playoffs. That's what you have to do. You have to be able to develop. We were talking to Ken Holland the other day, general manager of the Oilers, when we were in Edmonton. And he talked about understanding how you have to win in the minors, in the AHL, before you win in the NHL. He's right. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to learn to win here. In fact, you can't learn how to win here. So, overall, the, the emphasis that the Sharks are putting on the Barracuda is going to be the, the long-term payoff for this organization. If you can develop players there. If Bordelow can develop there, if Eklund can develop there, maybe Thrun goes and develops there. Other players that you have there, maybe you can, not maybe, you should be able to, the blueprint is, to be able to have a successful team in the NHL. Now we are going to watch that tonight as Henry Thrun makes his NHL debut. We're on the air at 7 o'clock, Sharks and the Golden Knights. That's it for the Morning Skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.